The Sharks have won two in a row after going eight in a row without a win. Do the Sharks have a new goaltender? And the youth movement is on. We'll talk about all that and more right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday night, April 28th, 2021. The San Jose Sharks are victorious tonight as they defeated the Desert Dogs. Yes, get 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 one more drink in by the score of 4-2. to two. And we'll talk about that and more right now on Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every single game, home and away. So if you want to be part of the show, teal together and chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. really goes a long way. SoundCloud, Reddit, of course our Discord after the show. And then find everything at Teal Town USA. Dot com. Good evening, everyone. He is not Al Martinet. He actually is Ian Reed. That's true. Not Al. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm here. Let's do this. Let's talk some sharks. Yeah. I mean, the sharks, uh, you know, he's at Ian Vlogs Hockey, by the way. Uh, the sharks on a uh, two-game winning streak, unexpected after eight in a row. <laughs> it's like, we can never figure this team out, Ian. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the youth movement is on for sure with the uh, with with the lineup that Bob Bugner put out tonight. Yeah, I think that um, I mean this is what I said you should do, right? Like the last time I was on, I said like, what do you have to lose at this point? Um, you know, it's time to play the kids, see what you've got in some of the guys, you know, and see if you have guys that are going to be able to play a role next year or do you have to look to free agency or something else to, you know, to shore up the depth? Um, so, I mean, this is, I'm completely happy with what the Sharks have done in this last game. And, and you know, winning two games in a row is also, uh, it was a nice change from eight straight losses. I mean, it's not great for team tank, but, right. um, you know, it's hard, right? Because, like, at the same time, like, I, you know, obviously a better draft position is what this team needs. Like, yeah, if what this game, you know, what did these two games do? Like, these two games didn't really put the Sharks back in the hunt. Um, I think the Blues probably owe us a couple of beers at this point, but oh, big time, <laughs> you know. Um, but really, I mean, you know, it. What does this mean as far as playoffs go? It means the Blues probably have the best chance of of taking that final seat in the West now. Um, you know, like that that eight game streak really, really took the team out of it. So, um, you know, if you're on Team Tank, yeah, okay, it's it's you know, <laughs> you you want to see them maybe pick up a few more L's before this is over. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, it's it's nice to see, you know, some of the some of the kids coming in and some of the kids playing in well. And it's and it's nice to see what you have uh, coming up in the NHL, you know. Yeah. And get them some game time. You know, you saw uh, Alex True get the call up. You saw Brinson Pashinuk, uh make his NHL debut. Uh, the defenseman from Arizona State, he becomes the second 
Arizona State player in their short hockey program history to uh, to get into the NHL. I believe, uh, what is it, a goaltender from Ottawa was the first. Uh, but, uh, I mean, kudos to Arizona State. And, and you yeah. know, as a, as a side note, um, with the new Barracuda Arena opening up in, in a year or so, uh, San Jose State, let's let's get that going, huh? Let's make that happen. That'd be cool to see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Sharks' second set of back-to-backs with the Arizona Coyotes got off to a nice start. Evander Keen, uh, with his 20th of the season, with some nice passing from Alexander Barb- Barabanov, you know, to make it one nothing. I thought there was definitely some chemistry there already. Yeah, I think Barabanov's a player. Like that's a guy that I would like to see. Um, definitely, I think he. Sh- I think he should stay in the lineup for sure. Um, he's he's a guy that could uh, put you know a couple guys on the hot seat next year as far as uh, a spot in the NHL goes. I think there's definitely a player there. I mean, obviously it's a short, it's a small sample size, so you don't want to get you know crazy excited. But I think this is a guy who could easily um be you know a player going into next season um obviously he's got to keep up the play that he's uh that he's done so far but yeah i i'd really really like to see uh see more of him and i think he's you know if there's if i'm you know a couple guys on this team if i'm maybe a dylan gambrell at this point maybe i'm a little bit nervous about uh my roster spot next year yeah i mean you look at how gambrell was out tonight uh donato was out tonight i mean not to say that Barabanov is on their level, but I mean, and he's getting some love in the chat. Sharky boy, Yetso ninety seven. You know, uh, yeah. Look, I mean, he, pretty he, he had he he had a good he had a good uh, at least his last season in the KHL was really really good. And it's obviously there's a difference in you know a difference in leagues, but um, you know he's a guy that. You know, a lot of a lot of Leafs fans were really excited about, and they were kind of disappointed that he got traded. Although obviously they're in a different situation than the Sharks are. Right. Um, but I think no, I think I honestly think that there's that there is a player there, um, and he will have to, you know, he'll he'll have to prove me otherwise at this point. I think that right now, um, I'm pretty high on this guy, and I think there's definitely a player there. Yeah, definitely, and. and... You, you love to see the, the chemistry, as I said before, already working with one uh, some of the top players. I mean, Evander Kane, his 20th goal of the season, I believe it's his sixth 20-goal season. Uh, he's a handful of players to have that are active in the league, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which is, you know, cats off to Evander for everything he's gone through this season to get, get this done. And uh, you know what? More power to you. But... The Sharks wouldn't stop there. They would get another goal about midway through the period. Rudolph Spalsers, another waiver wire pickup, um, you know, that wasn't on the roster at the nearing the beginning of the season, uh, with a nice move around Kemper to make it two nothing. I, I thought Balsers showing a little bit of the dangle there. Yeah, I, Balsers is another guy that I'm I'm pretty high on. I think that um, you know he he's a guy that you know he's kind of snuck up on me with this with the, the goal total this season um balsers is another guy I like um i don't know what the the ceiling is there but uh you know a smart move like a, you really makes you wonder you know when when the senator said they didn't have a spot for this guy like it really you sometimes you got to scratch your head right and it just <laughs> it goes to show how 
but it goes to show, right? Like how sometimes, you know, GMs value different players differently. Um, and a lot of people, you know, that was the first reaction. Well, oh, this guy can't make the Senators. What the hell are the Sharks going to do with them? But, right. you know, uh, good on... Uh, good on the, the, on the on the organization to bring him back I really thought that I I've been pretty high on his play like there's it's been uneven and I and I will definitely give him that but I'm still pretty high on this guy and I was pretty high on him when the sharks drafted him and I was disappointed to lose him when he went in the uh when he went to Ottawa on the Carlson deal I, you know was, that was the one that I was kind of like uh um, I didn't think Josh Norris was gonna be as good like I was starting to come around on Josh Norris but I didn't think he was gonna be this good. Right. Um, so like Balsers was the guy that I was like, man, that's, you know, that's going to be a sneaky pickup for the senators in that deal. And, uh, obviously Josh Norris is having a hell of a year, but it was nice that, you know, they didn't value Balsers the way that the sharks did obviously enough to bring him back. Indeed. And, and to get Balsers the way they did without giving anything up, you get, you get some piece of that trade back, which I think, uh, I think we all agree that, you know, while the trade was decent, the deal that Eric Carlson signed, but to get one of those pieces back and to pay dividends this season, win-win all around. Uh, <laughs> indeed, especially if he's going to be one of your top six forwards. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the guys that was originally a top six forward and kind of been fluctuating through the the ice uh, or the lineup tonight was Kevin LeBanc. Uh, you know, he was out uh, Monday with an undisclosed injury. He came back into the lineup tonight, uh, crashed the net, gets his 11th, which is nice to see. And, you know, uh, as we're getting comments coming in from, from the dressing room, Bugner was mentioning LeBanc and Meyer were both better tonight. I've been hammering details with them. We need that 200-foot game. We need to be playing in all three zones. And, of course, the one that, that both of them are going to be counted on the most i think goal scoring and and lebanc gets his 11th to to really kind of set the tone and put this game out of reach early for the for the sharks yeah um I, you know it's on timo meyer like timo meyer's had a had a rough had a rough season so far so i mean it's i'm glad that you know they kind of they're kind of shuffling things around and and it's more you know it feels like more of a meritocracy which is what you kind of want when, especially when him is, you know, having the the trouble that this team's having this year. Um, so it was nice to see, you know, guys that maybe aren't making all the money, but they were pushed up the lineup. Well, a guy like Timo Meyer is making a pretty decent chunk of change is, you know, on the fourth line. I mean, obviously that's scary as hell going forward, but, um, but it's nice to see, you know, I, I thought that Timo was better tonight. I don't think it was his best game as a Shark, but I thought he was better tonight. So, I mean, it's it's good that I guess some of these messages are being sent. And some of them, like, at least they're starting to, you know, they're starting to respond a little bit. About time, <laughs> right? I mean, Meyer was on a, a really long schneid. Uh, mm -hmm. LeBanc had, had, has been hit or miss. So it's like, come on, guys, let's let's you know get this thing going you're, you're getting you're not you don't have the sweetheart deal you don't have the hometown discount it's time to show up and uh, LeBanc thankfully got a goal tonight but he, again I don't think LeBanc's been I I really don't think LeBanc's been all that bad this year to be completely honest like I believe his point totals are pretty decent all things considered like I maybe they're not where they probably thought he was gonna be but I'm gonna grab Kevin LeBanc here because I feel like his points are deceptively uh, high, I, I, higher than 
I want to say it was like 26 points after that goal tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, 25 tw- points. I mean, 25 points in 47 games. It's not amazing. Like, it's all, you know, it's, it's, you, you need more from him for sure. But I, I right. think he's been like, when you look at some of the other ways this team has struggled, I mean, it's not, he hasn't been the worst. I don't think he's been the, the, this dreadful monster that a lot of people make him out to be. No, no. Uh, and definitely not offensively, I don't think. You know, I, I think he, he's had a decent year. Yeah, I know coach has been on him about the freaking, uh, uh, you know, his game in the defensive zone. And, and he's been obviously hammering at home. But uh, it, it's nice to see. And it was also nice to see a 3 nothing Sharks lead. Uh, again, giving it to the to uh, the Coyotes uh, early on. Of course, the Desert Dogs would try to make a comeback, and they've had like a number of multiple goal comebacks this season, especially against the Sharks. And of course, Phil Kessel's been part of that, and he got that first goal, uh, point number eight ninety nine for Kessel to make it three one. And and after twenty minutes, Ian, I was like. Okay, three one, nice, but yeah, things got a little dicey there, didn't they? Ugh. Not fun. I, I mean, I thought the Coyotes really took over the second. Yeah, um, I, I I would agree with that, but I thought they, you know, I the that Kessel goal. I mean, not a whole lot. Like, there's not a whole lot that Kozanash could have done there. I don't think because like it's just the way the the position. Like obviously you think you want someone to be a little bit more on Kessel, but you know it was a six on five because of the delayed penalty. Um, not not a whole lot he could have done there. Like he can't you know if he cheats too much to to Kessel's side, then he's leaving the other side of the net open. Um, so I mean yeah, it was it wasn't great, and obviously the Coyotes like look Coyotes are. You know, they're they, the Coyotes do have something to play for. Like these guys are playing for jobs, but the Coyotes are playing for their playoff lives right now because St. Louis has, you know, um, a few games in hand. I think a couple still on the Coyotes at this point. I think the the Blues still have a couple points in hand. You know, a couple games in hand and yeah. now a point lead. So um, they, you know, the Coyotes really going cold at the worst possible time for them, um, and, and that's obviously problematic. Uh, for them so I mean they're, they're they're still they're still playing for something um so I'm not surprised that they that they kind of came on especially in the second try to you know get things going in their end again but um I thought you know I thought the sharks the sharks handled it well enough and I thought Kozenash had a pretty good game yeah totally I mean Kozenash looked really I, I thought a little more well a little more not a little more but way more confident than Jones has had in the last few games. Uh, what was it? 28 saves on 30 shots tonight. I yep. mean, uh, you know, kudos to him to giving it, getting on, giving them a chance to win. I mean, yeah. I mean, you had the, the two goals, the end of the first, and then the one in the middle frame to make it really interesting. But after mm-hmm. that, I thought, I thought they shut it down. Yeah. I thought they, like, I, they played a good game. I thought, you know, they, I thought they played a good game and they, you know, they, they didn't completely turtle, which we've seen them do with the lead too many times. Um, there's, there's a lot to like about this game tonight. Um, you know, they, they didn't turtle. They didn't just try and, you know, once they, once the Coyotes pulled in, they, you know, they kept, they kept pushing. Um, you know, sometimes the, the Coyotes did have, you know, um, 
a better, you know, I thought, like, again, like you said, the Coyotes had a good second period, but the, the Sharks, they stuck with it and they didn't turtle, you know, they didn't just try to hold the lead down. They, they kept pushing for another one. And I think that's what you'd want to see from this team. And we haven't seen that enough from this team this in the last two years. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the one thing that, that has struggled with the Sharks this season is that they would get tired take some bad penalties but I think in the third period it was more so Arizona I mean yeah the Sharks took a couple penalties that could have gave Arizona a chance to get back in the game but kudos to the PK uh, but yeah. uh, but uh, you know I don't know what it was about top offensive defensemen taking penalties in the third period but EK65 took a couple I know Brent Burns had one to second yeah, but one of those was garbage yeah. um, which and, one <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I mean, uh, uh, and then, you know, Clayton Keller should probably bring a snorkel on the ice with him. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I mean, the, the interference call at the end, I mean, I know they call that that tripping call on uh, Balsers, but the, the hooking call that OEL had, uh, yeah. you know, you could almost call the double minor because he also hooked and, you know, high stick Marlowe as he was going in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It is what it is. I it, again, I thought that you know, I thought the Sharks played a good game, considered everything. I thought they were composed most of it. I didn't. There, there was times where they've taken penalties, and I they've been like really lazy penalties. I didn't really find that tonight. Like I didn't really have like, wow, that you know, you did that really, and you're <laughs> you know, you're gonna shake your head on the way to the box after you, you know, take your hand off your stick and bear hug a guy as he blows past you. <laughs> I, I didn't think that. Uh, I don't know. Um, I didn't think it was a penalty shot. I just see in the chat like uh, they thought it was penalty. I, he wasn't. He wasn't away. No. Um, he wasn't away enough for that to be a penalty shot. But um, I, I can see the argument. I just don't agree. Yeah, uh, Mikey on one Solorzano. <laughs> if we sweep Colorado, I'll sell you ten million dollars. Wow, we're holding you to that. Holding it. Yeah, we're we're going to save this, and <laughs> and when it happens on Saturday. Oh my goodness! It's gonna happen. You know, we're, we'll just remember that. You know, or you can just Venmo us at Teal Town USA. Uh, you know, that'd be a great, great uh, to have to help support the show. That'd be really terrific. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's crazy to see overall. I mean, despite the penalties there to uh, to take, but uh, you know, I thought. I thought they played a good game. Yeah, that second period wasn't great. But overall, and you had some nice goaltending by Koshinash, as you yep. said. Um, and, and, you know, it, good to see the the youngsters coming together. I mean, Evander Kane continue his role, you know, and not doing the, uh, you know, not taking the bats, uh, you know, Bad penalties. Yeah, I mean, Vander Kane, you know, Vander Kane's been pretty good this year. Um, 41 points in 48 games. Uh, 40, 42 points in 48 games. I mean, that's that's a decent uh, total. It sucks to be that, you know. I mean, the problem is, is like, you know, you have Logan Gator with like 28 points and like Timo Meyer 20 points. Like, you need more. Like, I think Kane's got a, a decent point total. You just wish more guys were closer to him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it's been nice to have a little more productivity might change a lot of things. It might change a lot of, um, you know, might change a lot of the, uh, 
outcomes of this of this season where you know a few victories here and there and and you're leapfrogging St. Louis but uh but again nice to see the some of the kids coming through nice to see a hard effort uh throughout the night uh, not just by the youngsters but also the veterans as well I thought this was a a pretty solid victory overall yeah no it was good I don't think but I don't think you should read more into that like I I the the shitting of the bed the blues would have to do at this point to get leapfrogged <laughs> oh, by the sharks no, would be astronomically bad yeah no it would be it'd be crazy uh to even fathom like i know the, like some people you know people would be like oh well, there's only five points behind just you're right they're only five points behind but the blues have like two games in hand right still and and they're on a, and they're they're going on a run um so if they can keep this run going, I mean, they can, they keep this run going and this, this will be over sooner than, uh, sooner than we think. Right. I, uh, it's not going to take too many. Um, the Sharks would have to go on just an astronomical run and like, let's, let's be on. Okay. So they beat the Coyotes here, but they, they've got some tough games coming up. A, a, um, a big series for Colorado and with their yeah. loss to Vegas, it's a big one because Minnesota's right behind them. Uh, in the standings, and Vegas is starting to pull away with uh, the regular season division title. So, oh yeah, like th- I mean, they're all in, right? So it's just an issue of that final spot. But I, I, it's the Blues to lose at this point. Absolutely. I mean, right? Like, I, I, <laughs> I want to be as optimistic as the next day, but I really like. I don't think like that eight game losing streak kind of told you everything you need to know about this team. Oh yeah. And I don't think they're done losing this season yet. Um, I think, you know, look at, I mean, that's not, and then again, I'm not trying to take away um, anything from their last couple of games, you know, like Coyotes have a lot to play for and the Sharks uh, put two, uh, put two wins on the board, which is nice because, you know, you got fans back at SAP. So, I mean, it's nice for them that paid some really dumb ticket prices to watch this team. I'm glad they, they saw some wins. Yeah, I mean it's it's nice to see that that you know they're getting some fans back there. In fact, I think they said on the broadcast tonight uh, that they donated along with SAP 500 tickets to frontline workers. So it's yeah, cool. it's really really cool to have that there and everything. And they just opened up more tickets uh, for the last I think five home games left. So um, not going to say that they might be affordable, but they are fairly decent. I mean that that makes me ponder a little bit, but you know we'll we'll see. Uh, but uh, let's get to some of the comments coming out of the locker room. Uh, Bugner uh, was obviously first, but I like what Barabanov provides. His puck management. He's older, wiser, doesn't panic. Make him sound like he's jumbo aged. <laughs> he's like what twenty six. Well, I mean, but yeah, but I mean, like twenty six is you know that's <laughs> he's not a like he's not a rookie, right? Right. Like this guy has played a ton of professional hockey. It just hasn't been in the NHL. So it's not like, you know, he's a 19 year old kid. And that's what you want to see from a guy who's had that um, previous experience. And that's why I think he's, you know, that's why I think he is a player because I think that if he can come in and, and look this good and look not out of place, you know, and again, he plays, you know, they, they put it on the broadcast. He, he plays, you know, he, he's involved in everything and he doesn't really make a whole lot of mistakes. I mean, that's what you want from a guy at that point in his career. Ah, completely, absolutely. And, and that's where you hope a few years down the road with the youngsters that were playing in the lineup tonight, uh, 
will be at come, come 26 when when they're the age that Barabanov is. Uh, right. You know, uh, Bugner continues on. We weren't very good in the second. We came back strong in the third. I thought we battled hard. We rolled four lines and put a, a put Yun put Young in certain positions and got a lot accomplished. Okay. Uh, On Princeton Pasnachek, uh, he simply, he played simply, competed hard. And that's, that's, I think, at the very least what you want. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing with like, guys like that and guys like, um, you know, Knizov and Knizov and like all those guys, like, you just, you you're better when you don't notice them, right? And I really didn't notice them that much tonight, and that's that's the good thing because generally, if you are noticing, you know, if you're noticing, it's probably for the wrong reasons. <laughs> a guy like that, right? So, um, I I thought, yeah, I thought he was fine tonight. Um, is you know, am I do I think he's you know a future NHL superstar? No, um, he's likely another guy from the guy factory. But <laughs> you know what? Good on him. First NHL game. You know, that's awesome for him. Um, uh, 199 Super Chat from SG2021. Uh, how would you rate Koshinash on a scale from 1 to 10? Uh, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I, I, here, here's the thing. I mean, it's such a small sample size of games, right? right. I think he's I think he's all right. Do I think that he is like next year's starter? No, I think at this point, I think he would probably be a serviceable backup. I think he's definitely a guy who could who could be the backup next year. But I think that he's going to, you know, I, th- I still think that you buy out Jones and you bring in another veteran stopgap to, you know, and maybe obviously and, and maybe bring in a guy who's, you know, a veteran stop guy that can maybe mentor um mentor him but i i don't know i think i think there's an nhl backup there i'm not sure there's an nhl starter there you know Devin dubnik might be a free agent after the end of this year jesus <laughs> i mean he could come right back to it which which might be a nice interesting duo if that's the case well i don't know we'll we'll see on on that uh deuces shoeless in the chat barabanov had such good chemistry with Kane. really it almost felt like the first line yeah, I mean that it was nice to see. I mean, Hurdle even said the same thing. It's like Barabanov is a really good hockey player and it's fun to play with, and hopefully we can keep it going for the final seven games. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, like uh, I really like I said, I'm I'm really high on this guy. I, I think um, you know, he's definitely been one of the nice bright spots and um for a guy, you know, for as much as I like Swoo, I, I think that you know, it was a good trade, kind of I thought they're kind of similar players, but, um, you know, Sumelo is never going to get on this team, you know, with, with Bugner. And obviously Barabanov comes in with, you know, a clean slate and, and gets put in and he's been able to do really well. Yeah. It's nice to see what wasn't nice to see was late in the first period. Couture took a hit from his old teammate, Jason Demers. Uh, and apparently once again, I think this is like for the fifth, sixth straight season that this has happened, that Couture lost teeth tonight. Uh, to quote Couture, I almost made it through the whole season, but lost two teeth tonight. It was from the Demers hit. He said he was missing two, so he also he wanted us even. <laughs> yeah. Couture is 
funny sometimes. Uh, you know, it, it's it's nice to have a little chuckle here and there, especially with the season that these guys have been having. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Balsers saying we've come out ready these last couple of games. We're more energized, and it's been the difference. Well, I hope so, but what, whatever you're putting in your Starbucks is... Or, <clears throat> sorry, Tim Hortons, hashtag no free ads. Uh, Will it uh, be uh, nice to have, obviously, maybe the first 48 games, but, you know, way to finish the season strong. Yeah, I mean, look, it, guys are going to be playing for jobs next year. I mean, that's what this that's what this stretch is going to be about from here on, is going to be guys trying to make an impression for next year, and that's what it should be about at this point. It should be about guys being allowed to make an impression and, you know, and the coaching staff getting to see what they have in some players. I mean, they're not, not that the sharks have like an, an amazingly difficult off season coming up, but you know, they, they're going to have to make a few choices on some guys. Yeah. I, um, and you know, what better way to do that than to, to do that, you know, by giving guys opportunities to play and, and see what you have, because there are guys that are coming up that, are getting up there in age to the point where it's time for them to either, you know, solidify a spot or it's time to cut bait. Yeah. It's put up or shut up type, essentially. Uh, and Balser's trying to work on what he can do, but I'm not trying, I'm trying not to think too much about the offseason of my contract. I'm just taking it game by game and pretty much working my ass off. Wow. We, we got the, we got one of the hockey cliches in that one there. <laughs> but uh you know uh, and he continues on that i'd be more than happy to be part of this team next year and and, and honestly i think you know with the rate we're going i don't hate it i don't hate it and, and, and honestly in with some of these guys now getting decent numbers you you, you wonder how interesting the offseason will be as to who they'll keep and for that matter who who the Krakens are going to take. Yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know what the Sharks are going to do. I haven't really looked too far into, I'm, I'm really confused, right? Because really, if the Sharks really wanted to, they could pretty much protect everyone that makes money. I do. I think that's the way to go about it. Probably. Uh Oh, Ian, are you with us? Some guys there just to expose them. Gotcha. All right. Lost you there for a little bit, but yeah, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to uh, go about because I don't know how the heck. I mean, I know the Sharks need some cap space, which will help, but at the same time, will it come at a cost of of things? Will, will DW try to make another deal to get more cap space out of there? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I really, the problem with the Sharks is that they say so little that it's really hard. Like, I think I know what direction they should go, but as far as what direction they'll actually, I have no idea because this team never says anything. And the <laughs> only time Doug Wilson talks, he just, and I've said this a billion times, he checks which way the wind's blowing and then tells us what we already know. So I don't know what, you know, we haven't really heard any big proclamations about what the plan is, which, you know, I, I guess is fine. They don't have to tell us everything. But I mean, I if I was a 
ticket holder, though, I'd be kind of miffed that I have really no idea what direction this team's supposed to be going. Honestly, I mean, yes, all we've gotten were just the soundbite that they're going through a reset. And, you know, it's like, come on, guys, you know, let us know. And honestly, I think through the last few games, especially after the eight game losing streak, I think you kind of know and you kind of get an idea where they're headed now. Yeah. And you and you honestly hope and find out that, you know, you have some pieces that are going to work. You also have some guys that are in junior or college that are mm-hmm. that you're you will get excited about down the road. But I mean, shoot, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to get a gem here and there uh, and especially in the draft. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I I have ideas of what the Sharks should do. I just don't know how, based on reality or, you know, based on what this team's actually going to do. Um, I, I don't know. And that's frustrating, but at the same time, right? Because, like, I don't want to like, be like, oh, yeah, I, I know everything. And the Sharks are going to buy out Martin Jones and we're going to, you know, sign this guy and cut bait with that guy. And, you know, it's just... I mean, and if you did, I mean, that'd be great. It'd make the offseason a little bit easier to swallow and, you know, massive foreseen points for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the concern, obviously, and I don't want to go too far off the rails here, but I just, I just, obviously, I think the concern is like, is just looking rudderless for another season, right? Like, they're just not seeing the direction, just treading water. Right. And so, uh, and that's the thing. I mean, when the Sharks are eventually eliminated, fingers crossed, you know, that, you know, again, would love to be in the playoffs, but honestly, they're running out of time. Um, but, would we sign Nieto? For the right price, I'd bring Nieto back. I think Nieto's been really good this year. Yeah, no, I like mean, for, yeah, he's been... For, for the role that he plays, I think he's, I think he's been really good this year for the role that he plays. I would, yeah, I'd bring Nieto back for the right price. And, and I think now that you know what you're getting out of out of the Long Beach native, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. You're not expecting the 20 goals like it, you like we were originally were thinking, like with like Timo and LeBanc are kind of expected to get. That is, you know, the Timo Meyer thing's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like it's terrifying i i, I don't know what's going to happen i but the the possibilities there are very scary indeed and i like uh, and i like timo meyer i just maybe not at the price point that he's trending i could hear hockey trick already saying oh but what we could have had <laughs> indeed so uh, if you're new to us, thanks for watching. We appreciate it. We currently have 55 people watching, 22 likes. Come on now, let's awesome. let's get let's get those bump up likes. I mean, Ian's here. He it it's almost two o'clock in the morning in in, in his neighborhood, and he's and and he's gonna be up at eight o'clock tomorrow. Oh goodness! So if you, uh, I believe Jerry already donated for the for the wraparound, so let's get to it really quick, and then we'll let Ian get to bed. <laughs> Uh, on this night, uh, the LA Kings broke out those beautiful white, uh, 90s 
throwback jerseys that they should have worn uh, when the Sharks had their their heritage jerseys on, uh, but they lost to the Ducks three to two. What the Ducks won? What? How did that happen? Cam sometimes Fa- bad teams play bad teams. <laughs> uh, Cam Fowler with a minute one left uh, in regulation with the game winner there. Uh, so they get the victory. Anaheim does uh, and go on to uh, scare scare the LA Kings into well. Let's see what the Kings are with eighteen twenty three six so thirty six forty two. Hey, the Ducks are Ducks are not too far out from uh, the cellar. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, speaking on the other side of the division, Vegas wins five to two over the Colorado Avalanche. Dubnik was in net for this one. For the Avs, uh, Max Patch ready with two goals on the night. Uh, Mark Stone had another crazy night for Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it's these guys, like these teams don't have a ton left to play for, so you don't want to read too much into it. But I feel like Colorado's been kind of, kind of sliding around, which might not be, which might be, you know, good or bad depending on your perspective for the sharks um or they might come in here really really angry and and, you know i believe if i'm not mistaken colorado is just a point up on minnesota uh so for home ice in round one so that'll be interesting to see how that turns out but uh somebody drives by ian's house apparently um yep connor mcdavid uh you know, Connor McDavid and the team that he plays for. I mean, is he, I mean, Ian, is he going to get a hundred? He might. Man. Oh man. He had three assists tonight as the jets, uh, lose to the Oilers three to one. But, uh, you know, my goodness. He's a, he's a cheat code. He's a, he's a human cheat code. It's not even fair. No. No, and it's just unbelievable year that he's having in a 56-game season. That will be interesting to see how the Oilers do in the playoffs. Um, And most likely it will be against Winnipeg. So might have seen a playoff preview there. Um, And speaking of playoffs, Toronto clinched the playoff spot tonight, uh, beating the the Montreal Canadiens 4-1, you know, some guy named Joe Thornton. I, I, I have you heard of him in that neck of the woods? I I've heard of him. Uh, get, got his 1100th assist uh, on the night or for on the night. I wish 1100th <laughs> assist in his career. Uh, yeah, congrats to Jumbo on that one for sure. So uh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, Montreal trying to do the best as they can to um, miss the playoffs, like. Snatch, snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory. Uh, all I'm saying is, you know, Montreal. Hey, that's that's the West Division that does that, not not the not the fancy North Division. I mean, oh come no, on. The, the the Montreal Canadiens have been just quite the gong show of late. Like, <laughs> I, I, and I I honestly I I don't know a better way to describe it. Like, gong show is like the best way to describe it. Yeah, and, and then Calgary, it's like they could be in it, but they can't, you know, and that's the tough part is that they're just, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah, I'd be really like, I'd be really mad if I was like some of these North Division teams with how things have gone because I, you figure that, you know, some of these teams are going to go back into some pretty tough divisions next year. Like, you know, especially the Flames. Like, I think the the Pacific is going to be, you know, when you go back to normal, Pacific's probably going to be pretty decent next year. Yeah, I mean, pretty more than pretty decent. It's going to be uh, mm. like you have, like, let's say Seattle does okay, which you know I'm not saying they're going to go to the Cup final like Vegas did, but they'll probably be okay. They'll probably be in the mix. Edmonton will be in there. Yeah. Vegas will be in there. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, like, what does that leave? One spot? Basically, everything that you have back again, you know, you you, so. you have St. Louis and Minnesota, you replace it with Edmonton and, you know, whoever yeah. to get in, get in there. So, but then the wild card will be in there as well. So, that'll be interesting to see how that happens. Uh, St. Louis wins four to three. The Blues with a, a three goal third period, and including Mike Hoffman, former Sharks legend. With Sharks a, legend Mike Hoffman, with uh, with two goals uh, on the night. Uh, and Bennington almost started stuff again with the goaltender. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, Ian, but it was like no, kind of had like a little bit of stare down, trying to give a little. Like he's oh. a yeah, he's. He's something else. Those goal t- those goaltenders are a little crazy sometimes, huh? I don't know. Uh, and in the uh, and in the basement, Ottawa wins again, six to three. Uh, they now have as many victories as the Canucks. I know the Canucks need to make up a bunch of games, but sure. uh, but of course, uh, hashtag that's so Sharks. As Chris Tierney got his sixth, Josh Norris got his fifteenth. In a span of like 32 seconds in the in the uh, in the second period to uh, really make a statement for the Sens, but man, uh, Ottawa kind of, you know, kind of. I'm not saying they're making runs, but maybe kind of like the Sharks, where they're like, okay, we we shouldn't, we could be a lot better next year. Yeah, I mean, gosh, they got to start turning things around at some point, right? Um, I'd be losing my hair if i was a vancouver fan at this point but yeah i mean like again a lot of these teams you're running out of things to play for you're playing for basically pride at this point um i just think it was nice before you know for for vancouver to 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 make the leafs fans all crazy and then immediately start (laughs) losing the senators (laughs) this is the things that i live for i I mean but honestly it's like you beat you beat toronto coming right after Coming out yeah. of COVID protocol, and then you go to yeah, Ottawa, yeah. and then you know, yeah, and as nature's healing. <laughs> oh man! All right. So with the victory tonight, the Sharks now go to the ninth best odds at winning the draft lottery. Dun, dun, dun. All right, you ready? Let, let's 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 see this shot in the dark happen. All right, we got. Oh gosh! Wow. Well, speaking of Ottawa, uh, they would win the draft lottery. Seattle would move up to number two, and poor Buffalo at number three. Uh, and the Sharks would stay ninth on there. So, still top ten pick. We'll take yeah. it. They drafted Meyer number nine overall. 
So, and Logan Couture. That's good knowledge. I mean, not that it's never been questioned before, but Ian, but good knowledge, my friend. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is, right? I, I, I think that the, I think Colorado is going to be in a really angry mood. Um, and they're a lot better than this Yotes team. So I think, you know, we can, we can fall down again. Yeah. Uh, answer this question as Benjamin Castle mentions it. Does the new lottery rules kick in this year with the 10 spot max move? Yes. Yes. That is this, that will kick in this year. So, yeah. So there's something interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like like AJ saying, it's a simulator. It doesn't matter. Yes, matters to me. Damn it! It's 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 always fun to play around and just see. Yeah, man. I mean, shoot! If if Chicago could get a top five, top three pick, you know, one year, I mean, the Sharks could have you know the magical bouncing lottery balls run their way. I mean, shoot! Look at New York last year. You know. Yeah. So. All right. In case you missed anything and want to check us out again, you know, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Hit that subscribe button to the YouTube channel. We can't stress that enough. Uh, of course, audio on the SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Uh, well, maybe we'll get onto Odyssey fairly soon as well. But, you know, like we said, always available at tealtownusa.com for this one. So, with that, the Sharks went four to two. They've won two in a row. You know, ninth uh, <laughs> best odds at winning. <laughs> no, I refuse to let Ian have his simulated fun. How dare he? Fun must be always. Don't you know that from Tomas Hurdle? Come on now. Uh, but uh, Ian, uh, your final thoughts and where do people can find you, bud? Uh, final thoughts. Um, again. All this, all these last two wins, me these last two victories for the Sharks mean is that St. Louis has a better chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> um, other than that, you can find me at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine. Um, and yeah, I don't really have much else tonight. I think you know when the Sharks do good, it's good, even if it's not good. If you're on Team Tank, I think that was pretty well put, <laughs> my friend. I am at Puckeye14 on the Twitter, the Instagram. Uh, the Sharks will head out to Colorado uh, for Godspeed. for a two-game set. Will Philip Grubauer be ready to go? Or, <laughs> or <laughs> now, now Jerk's just having fun with us now. Uh, you know, two-game set with Colorado Friday at 6 p.m. Saturday at 5. We'll be covering both games as always. We with you here. Uh, so, you know what? It'd be great. It'd be great to maybe see if they pull something out. But, of course, they might run into their goal, their former goaltender, Devin Dubnik, which means, you know, they're doomed. Vesna time. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> so, check us out on all our other content. Uh AJ recently sat down with uh, Jonathan Becker about the Downtown West project, which that vote is being considered tonight, and along with all the considerations surrounding the Shark Tank. So we'll see the fallout from that uh, and what the Shark's standpoint is on there. But uh, until Friday, keep it real, keep it teal. 
keep it real teal. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We will see you on the Discord now and on Friday following Sharks and Avalanche Game 1. Good night, everyone. Night.